Hi, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we're going to be talking about the horoscope for Taurus for 2023. Yep. Oh, and uh, we recommend that you read this if you're a Taurus ascendant, but if you're a Taurus sun or moon, you can read it. But if you're not sure why you should read your ascendant sign instead of your sun or moon, we've got a video and we're going to put a link to that. So uh, that'll explain all that. And today we're going to be starting with the malefics first. And these are the planets that cause us problems or causes us to um, do the things that are uncomfortable for us. Um, not necessarily bad, but they can be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, they're the <laughs> it's a nice way of, of yeah, they are. They can be the troublemakers. Although I like to say Mars. I met my husband. I had two children under under the Mars retrograde. So, you know, yeah. I, they do help you move and advance your life. So, yeah, that's and what we will be the, getting uh, to Jupiter and Venus a little bit later. So stick around because uh, we'll tell you when's the best time for different areas in your life. But we're starting off with Mars and we're concentrating on Mars because Mars retrogrades every two years. It's been retrograde since the 30th of October 2022, which meant that it's been in Gemini. It should usually be in a sign for six weeks, but it's spent seven months by the time it finishes in Gemini. So we're going to cover that because it's been in your second house. So it's been causing some problems most likely to do with your finances, your income and possessions. When Mars is in the second house, it can burn a hole in your pocket. So it will be very nice for Taurus ascendants to get Mars out of there because he's probably been causing you quite a bit of expense. And uh, when Mars was retrograde, Mars just wants to move forward because Mars is energy, it's action, it's courage. It's also aggression and yeah, severing and yeah, all sorts of. Uh. But Paul Mars has been retrograde since the 30th of October. He will actually station direct on the 12th of January. So things should start to improve then. But he is in his shadow period until the 15th of March. So you could still have some issues there. And um, he will finally move out of that second house from the 25th of March. So. And it's not just you, everybody's had to deal with Mars for such a long time in one particular area of your chart. Unfortunately for Taurus ascendants, it's been in the financial area, yeah. but it's going to move into your third. But it won't be in the same sign for like, it's been here for six months. It's not going to be in a, a sign for, for six months. It's going to go in, it's going to go into the third house and then it's going to, you know, then it's going to move into the fourth house. Yeah. in relatively quicker time than it has been yeah. lingering in the uh, second house for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it'll be in a sign for about five or six weeks and then it'll move on. And, you know, if you listen to uh, Donna and I do full moon and new moon horoscopes and we address, you know, what the planets are doing, what signs they're moving into, what aspects they're making to other planets. So during the year, you can keep up to date with all those sorts of things but we're just giving you a general overview here mars is going to move into your third house from the 25th of march so you may find that issues to do with siblings because siblings are a third house uh, topic 
uh, early education, transportation, and um, short distance travel might be more problematic for you, particularly if you're born during the day, because Mars does tend to cause more trouble for people who are born during the day, like Donna. Um, so yeah, so and it, it can cause things like arguments. So like this might be a little bit of a contentious time with uh, siblings or aunts, uncles, like close family relationships. Or, you know, it could be issues to do with a car or it could be dealing with short courses. You know, Mars can be very direct. It can be, you know, you power through. One way to deal with a malefic is to try and use it constructively. With Mars, we want to use that energy in a constructive way. So rather than fighting with a sibling, maybe, you know, take up a sport with them because you're using that energy, but you're using it in a positive manner. Very nice. Very nice. I like that. I like that's a good way to to use that energy. It's either that or um, chit-chat over a bonfire. <laughs> oh, well, that's another idea too, yeah. And then we have the greater malefic Saturn. So... Saturn's been in Aquarius for a little while. Uh, Saturn is all about restrictions and limitations. Saturn's the planet that says no. If you're born at night, so between sunset and sunrise, Saturn is likely to be the planet that's most difficult for you. Just as um, if you're born during the day, Mars is your most difficult planet. Saturn has been in Aquarius and uh, that is your... 10th house so you, you may have been having uh issues to do with um career or public reputation for some particularly if you're a day chart this could have actually brought kind of rewards in that saturn is it can be authority so you can be if you've been applying yourself and you've built that structure from the ground up and it's solid and reliable you know, this could be a time, you know, in the 10th house where maybe, you know, you've become a bit of an authority in your field or, yeah, it doesn't necessarily, it just depends how you use that. As I said, that's probably more applicable for day charts. Night charts might find this a little bit more difficult. Maybe the workplace was a little bit more challenging. You found yourself a little bit hamstring by rules and regulations. Yeah, it's it's it can be a difficult planet, but it will move into Pisces, different part of your chart from the 7th of March. From the 7th of March, it's going to move into your 11th house. And Saturn is known for, um, it's the planet of no, it's the planet of restriction. It's the planet of, you know, you've got to do this or you've got to do this before you can do that. It helps you cross your, your T's and dot your I's and, um, you know, and it's, it was in your house of, of what you're known for. So that your house of reputa reputation moving into your 11th house, which should be you know, offer more structure to your groups that you're in your in associations that you're with. So that would be the energy that we're going to be experiencing by we, I am a Taurus rising. So mm -hmm. I am right here with you. It's going to be moving into the 11th house of hopes and dreams and, you know, to offer that structure that, that, that Saturn is known to give, you know, with groups and all that. So this will be happening and it's going to move in on the uh, the 7th of March. So 
we we've we've experienced this. We know what what Saturn does. So Saturn in um the eleventh house will, you know, maybe you'll become like the leader of the group, perhaps. You know, maybe you take up a responsible position within a group, whether that's, you know, you become like a PNC, what what do you call it? PTA over there, I believe, you know, with schools and that. Maybe you kind of run for some sort of position in something like that or within uh, a more, some other group, you know, you're kind of in a position of authority or, or it could be, you know, there could be issues like maybe you just kind of can't see your friends as often as you could. Maybe you've got other obligations. So there's limitations with how you can mix with your friends or groups. It's also the house of your hopes and dreams. So yeah, this would be a good time if if you're working on those hopes and dreams, maybe not a time because Saturn's going to be there for two and a half years till about February 2026. Maybe not a time when your hopes and dreams are manifested, perhaps, but a good time to be building that solid foundation so that when it does manifest, it's solid. You know, it's not something that it's not like a sandcastle where the tide can come in and knock it out. It's solid. You know, it, it's going to withstand the test of time. 11th house is also... Um, those that can assist us in 10th house matters so like career and public reputation so maybe people that you thought were going to be able to assist you might not be able to as much or perhaps that satin figure the authority or somebody who's kind of got some sort of experience like you know the old experienced master of the profession taking on an apprentice under their wing and kind of mentoring them you know maybe you get a mentor at this time who's older and more experienced and is willing to show you the ropes with all the planets there's the good and the bad the trick is to try and manifest that a way to that it works for you so if you're having trouble with you know things like networking or you know those that can assist you in career or public reputation maybe it's a good time to look around for a mentor somebody like that exactly mm -hmm. very nice i definitely like that and pluto is the planet of um, transformation it's also the planet of change and intensity and this is going to go and it's going to try it, it's been it's been um working its way to uh, aquarius but it'll be leaving capricorn and it'll be moving into aquarius and um that's going to be a new sign so you know this is that'll be the house of from where your your philosophy and and what you have might have been changing your you might have been um going a trans going through a transformation you know a philosophical transformation you might have been doing some legal matters as well maybe publishing but that's all going to be moving from your ninth house in into your tenth house and uh you know pluto is the the planet of intense change um not known to be comfortable a comfortable change it is not known to be a comfortable change yet a necessary change for growth so what you you know 
Pluto's been working with you all the way through the, the, the Zodiac and it's now moving to this aspect of, of our, of our lives. And, um, this is just part of the process of, of where you need to go and, and the, the, the growth that your, your, your soul has, has, has embarked on. So it, it, Pluto will not enter all of your, all of the Zodiac houses in your, in your chart. It, you, people don't live for about 240, 50 years. So yeah, it, 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 you only get Pluto to do those transformational changes just during a, 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 a snippet or just a, a block of, of, of your, of a life. So this is, this is the part that Pluto is going to help you change. So this is great. I mean, it's exciting. It's a lot of people go, Oh no, but <laughs> it is, it is, um, it is, it is a chance to do some transformation and it can be intense and it chances are it will be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is the growth that you have, you have chosen for yourself so yeah i mean um pluto can be in a sign for anything from 14 to 30 years depends what sign it's going through uh pluto has been in capricorn since january 2008 it does dip into aquarius it's going to be in aquarius and your 10th house of career and public reputation from the 23rd of march 2023 but it will go back into Capricorn in June. And then uh, it will come back into Aquarius from the 20th of January next, the following year in 2024. But then later in 2004, it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn again for a short while from September. And finally, it will leave Capricorn for another 250 years or so in uh, November 2024. So, yep, we've got. Pluto moving into Aquarius, which is a big shift. Uh, and it's, as Donna said, moving from your ninth house, from those philosophical, uh, and that is to do with esoteric subjects and law and religion and beliefs and co other cultures and uh, other countries. And it's moving into your career and public reputation. But it's not quite finished with that ninth house matters yet, those things that we just mentioned it's still going to be kind of coming back and checking that you know all that transformation is as it should be but it's kind of looking ahead at um your career and how others view you can also have things to do with rewards and recognition um Pluto does have uh, a bit of a scary reputation and it, and it can be like Donna said quite uncomfortable named for the god of the underworld sort of thing so but yeah i always think of you know pluto as the phoenix from the flames so it's your time up to bat the 10th house is a very very visible house i'm not sure how long pluto is going to be in aquarius but it will be at least 14 years it's going to be a long time so i wouldn't expect huge changes in your career or public reputation, you know, in the next year or two, this is a long, long process. This is a generational planet and it affects everyone. But if you've got planets in Aquarius, eventually that Pluto is going to move over them and that's going to be super significant. And as Pluto moves along, if it's making contacts, you know, sextiles, trines, squares, oppositions, conjunctions to your natal placements in your 
natal chart, you know, ascendant, MC, or your planets, yes, you're going to feel that too, but mainly to do with, uh, you know, how you're viewed in the world. But now for something much more fun. We move on to the benefics. Yes. Very nice. Jupiter is known as the greater benefic. Um, It is the planet that gives the the optimism the 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 expanse the it, it grows things where saturn brings things down jupiter is wanting to, to expand and jupiter is in aries and it will move into it'll move into taurus uh in in may and it it's it's going from uh in in the 12th house and it's going to move into the um the first house so we will have more benefic stuff coming towards us you know at the end more towards the end of the year you know after may but right now what it's doing it's 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 asking us to expand our inner um it's looking for our our inner knowledge our our inner workings of what we're trying to do because you need to in you in order to bring the the good things into your life you need to get rid of a lot of the older things and that and jupiter in the 12th house right now is is um probably reevaluating what we need in our life and you know help i think it's helping pluto i i i kind of do think that it's it's all that it's they're all kind of working together to to get us to you know a certain place and in the 12th house jupiter is is residing now um yeah not not as not as happy not as happy there but Mm -hmm. yeah in the 12th house a lot of kind of um maybe well, the 12th house is very much behind the scenes and it can be places of confinement and that. Uh, one thing when... Because it's, oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, because it, when it, it's going to move right into that first house and it's going to want to do, you know, it's going to give you all that, those benefic things to your first house, which is the house of self. So that's yeah. all I was going to interject there. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Jupiter in the first house, because the first house is kind of like how we appear to others, how we dawn on others. Uh, so you're going to be very, you know, you're going to seem very, I always think of Jupiter as like a, a jolly uncle, you know, someone who's a little bit eccentric and he's a world traveler and he comes back and he's got gifts for everyone. And yeah, it's just, yeah enthusiastic it's knowledgeable it's wisdom it's uh optimism and yeah so you're going to be all those things people you know it's just a really nice energy with uh, jupiter you may need to watch that uh, because it is your appearance as well and jupiter does like to expand so really easy to put on weight during this time he's going to be there for about a year and he will retrograde during that time because jupiter retrogrades every year but he's going to stay in taurus once he moves into taurus he's not moving back into aries once he leaves aries which is in may he's not going back he won't be back for another 12 years so yeah might need to you know watch the waistline a a little bit at this time but apart from that really fun I kind of think of, you know, this could be life of the party type thing. So, yeah. Very nice. Thanks for the heads up. 
<laughs> and then we've and got then the other, benefic. other benefic. Yeah. Um, this is the this is considered the bright one. This is Venus. Um, she moves around a lot faster than Jupiter. Jupiter it, it will be in just two signs for the year. Venus is going to hit almost all of them. Um, she, well, she's starting out in Capricorn. Um, so she will be in all of them. So she'll be, um, she's in charge of the social, the social aspects of our life. So she'll be bringing the benefics and the benefic things to um, the social uh, aspects of our life, the beautification, the arts, the, um, the, the wanting to, uh, bring people together. That's, that's the energy of Venus singing as well. Um, yeah, she, this is a very nice one and it's good that, that, you know, she kind of like goes through all of the planets yeah. You know, are all the signs really, you know, nobody, nobody is, is without Venus this year. So <laughs> it should be yeah. nice. Cool. And she will move in. She will go into um, Aquarius um, January 2nd. And she'll be there until January 22nd or 26th. And that's going to be in your 10th house, the house of career. So you can expect um, good things in your house of career. And then she'll move um, into Pisces on the 26th of January, and she'll stay there until February 20th. And that's the house of groups and associations. And then she'll move into the 12th house. And that might give you the little bit of uh, respite that you might need to, um, you know, because that's the, the, that's the inner workings. It's, it's, it, it can be a house of endings. She might be able to, end some things on a pleasant note which would be nice yeah venus and jupiter both benefics you know wherever they are in your chart tend to bring good things with uh, venus in pisces between the 26th of january and 20th of feb you know there's chance maybe groups friends organizations maybe you might because venus is relationships so you know there might be a romantic prospect amongst that but yeah, Venus moves into Taurus on the 16th of March and will be there to the 11th of April. Now, this is a really good time for you because the first house is all about you. And Venus in Taurus, she's in dignity. She rules Taurus, so she's very, very comfortable there. Uh, great time for buying clothes. You know, you should look great uh, at this time because, you know, the first house is how you appear. It's your appearance. Yeah, great for buying clothes and you you should be charming. You know, people like you. You're approachable. You know, you get along with everyone. It's it's just really nice to have Venus in the first house. She'll move into Gemini in the second house from the 11th of April to the 7th of May. Uh, that will be in your second house. So income, uh, finances and resources. So, you know, maybe there's a bonus from somewhere maybe work or just an unexpected bonus at this time could be increased income or maybe you know just a nice present at that time and uh from the 7th of may to the 5th of june venus will be in cancer which will be your third house so this is a good time to be spending with siblings extended family because it's harmonious it's 
nice time to spend with neighbours or those in your local neighbourhood. Very nice. And then June 5th, she'll move into your fourth house of Leo. And that could give you uh, an opportunity to either receive something with to do with land, your heritage, um, or even your home. It's a, it's a great time for, you know, Venus to be running through your fourth house of home. A beautification project definitely could be on the docket there. I just want to mention too, with Venus and Leo, Venus is going to actually retrograde in Leo. So while Venus is That's usually right. in a sign for about four weeks, she's going to spend an extended time in Leo. She's going to be there from the 5th of June to the 8th of October because she's going to retrograde during that period. Uh, Venus retrogrades are times when we kind of reevaluate matters to do with Venus. So relationships, art, beauty, values. So it could be you start redecorating that house and then kind of decide, oh, no, I don't like that color anymore or, you know, something like that. Hopefully that's all it is, you know, depending on how much you spend on it. But yeah, so she's going to spend an extended amount of time in that house maybe some relationships with parents because parents are a fourth house matter too. Maybe those are being reevaluated somewhat, you know, maybe, and particularly if your parents are getting older, you know, that dynamic changes, you know, from child to, you know, um, to adults to, you know, when you kind of flip to that, you're kind of not parenting your parent, but, you're becoming more caregiver. Yeah. So matters to do with heritage, family, home, they will be prominent this year. <laughs> and yeah, and that the Venus will be in that section of your of your chart for a a number of months because yeah. of the retrograde. Yeah. So um then it'll move October 8th, it'll move into your fifth house of Virgo. Um, and that will be have a lot to do with um, Venusian, Venus will visit your 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 themes of children and creativity and um, expressing of of art and those kinds of things. So that'll be a nice time for sure. Yeah. Uh, Venus will be in Libra in the sixth house from the eighth of November to the fourth of December. Uh, sixth house is um, illness. It's also service to others and pets. So this could be a nice time to um, buy a cute new pet or uh, it could be, you know, perhaps easing. If there's illness, it can kind of perhaps help that a little bit. But Venus is also daily routines and like the sixth house can be a little bit of a, it can be a bit irksome, you know, when you're running around and doing this and doing that, you know, wherever Venus is can sometimes sweeten things and Venus is in Libra in your sixth house. So she's very powerful here. So it could be a, a good time when, you know, everything you need to do on your day-to-day -day list might be just that little bit easier. Everything just flows a little bit sweeter. That will be nice right around that time of year. <laughs> and then um venus will move into scorpio from december 4th to december 29th and um you know scorpio in the seventh house that's the that's the house of the other that's the house of 
of the one-on-one -on -one type of relationships and Venus being there, you know, you'll get that bonus of, you know, a nice relationship. You'll have the, um, you know, the benefic uh, flavor to that time of your life for sure, which will be nice. And then um, by December 29th, she'll move into Sagittarius and Sagittarius with Venus in it. Um, it it's going to be in your eighth house. So you might have a benefic of, of your spouse or significant other might uh, have money or a, a benefic to, you know, to, to share. Um, it's also the house of other people's money. So a loan could be coming, you know, in or an inheritance. Yeah, totally, totally. I, I just want to mention too, with that Venus retrograde, it will be from the 22nd of July to the 3rd of September. Uh, but when we factor in the retrograde shadow period, it will be from the 19th of June to the 7th of October. During Venus retrograde, it's typically not a really good time for new relationships. If you're already in an established relationship, that's a completely different matter. But new relationships kind of tend to not necessarily go well. It's hard to kind of come in on a Venus retrograde because we're reevaluating things and we might actually change our mind by the time it's done. So just a heads up. I mean, she's yeah. going to be in your fourth house at the time, but that doesn't mean just because Venus is in your fourth house that new romance isn't out there, you know, looking to be found. So just if it's happening during that time, you might want to be a little bit wary. Not that they're dangerous or anything, but just, you know, it might not be the happy ever after that you think at that time. Right, because you are trying to reevaluate. You know, mm -hmm. was that the right thing? Was that the, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, but that's what, and, and you I know, mean, everybody's going through that at the time. You know, you might be doing that and you think, well, they're great, but they might be kind of going through their own evaluation and thinking, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's a time when we're all weighing up all those things, issues to do with values, beauty, art, and uh, relationships. So, yeah. And then we have the eclipses. And this is good news for Taurus and Scorpios because we've had the eclipses over the Scorpio Taurus for the last maybe 18 months or so. Uh, over your first and seventh house, so all about you and your relationships. It's going to be moving on soon. We've got a couple of lunar eclipses, one in May and one in October, that are going to finish those off. And they're going to start moving into your 12th and 6th house, which are a little bit challenging houses, but at least uh, sudden, shocking, surprising events coming to light or, you know, shock endings, people eclipsed into or out of your life is likely to not be such a big theme. The theme is going to be to do with uh, endings or illness or service to others or rest and retreat or confinement all those lovely things right so the first eclipse is going to be a solar eclipse april 20th and that's going to happen in aries in the 12th house so that's going to be the house of you know the the more internal and introspection type of 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 of, of themes and with the solar eclipse you might learn 
to bring something out, you know, to, you know, that you might want to change something in, you know, about, about how you're thinking about things. And then on May 5th, you're going to have a lunar eclipse and that's going to happen in Scorpio. So this is really in the seventh house. Um, but it, chances are this is all having to relate to do with about 18 years ago. So mm-hmm. think back to about then of when these these eclipses were happening in the same area um, of your chart. So it might give you or re, a chance to revisit some of these uh, thing. And that's going to be happening May 5th. Yeah, just with that. The um... next first one the solar eclipse of 20th of april because the 12th house is hidden and secret matters as well and eclipses particularly solar eclipses can suddenly bring something to light so that could be quite interesting you know it could be secrets unveiled at that time or yeah it might not necessarily be something you're trying to keep secret it might be something that's kind of revealed to you at this time so interesting time and with all eclipses you know if the eclipse degree is making contact on you know something in your natal chart it's going to be more significant the grandchild that's due the following the the day the day the day after that so (laughs) that would definitely be something new coming in certainly would be well all something hidden interesting and so the other, the next set of eclipses will in the fall, we're going to happen October 14th. And that's going to happen in the sixth house of um, what you do daily uh, might be changing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the, it's a house of Libra. And then the next one will be happening on, in your first house. And that's going to be, whew, that's going to be in Taurus um, on the tw- October 28th. So. Those will yeah. be the eclipse days of new things coming and things that are leaving. With that um, 14th of October solar eclipse, um, I would be taking your health seriously. If you have something that's not quite right, not you know, you're not feeling quite right, go get the checkup. You know, maybe something will come to light. You know, maybe it needs to be exposed, you know that niggling pain that you know oh it'll go away well we don't want it to be appendicitis and and burst do you know what i mean Get right, it yeah yeah um and that lunar eclipse that that will be the very last of the taurus scorpio eclipses they're moving on to the aries libra so yeah uh in the first house all about you so yeah it could be endings maybe you know part of you how people see you it's evolved to something else and you know yeah it'd be interesting oh should be that's close to your uh ascendant isn't it it is (laughs) i was just noticing that that first house that october 28th one Mm. but that's i i would suspect that that would be um a, a more change within a lunar eclipse would be more of a change that's yeah. a, an internal change more than an external change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. Oh, it could very well be. So that's Taurus 2023. Donna and I also do um, fortnightly or every two weeks, we do the full moon and new moon um, horoscopes. For all signs, we go through what you can expect depending on where the new moon or full moon is, 
We also look at, you know, what's happening with the planets, if they're changing signs, what connections or aspects they're making to other planets. So if you found this helpful, certainly uh, if you're not already, do follow, like, subscribe, uh, because we do do those during the year. Um, Donna, what are you doing and where can people find you? And I am doing natal readings, uh, year in advance readings, horary, electional. I also work with stones, uh, crystal distance uh, healing support um sessions and uh yeah that's what i do and you can get a hold of me at donnabeastrology.com and it has all my contact information there and linda what are you doing and how can people get a hold of you i'm at scullywag astrology and um, that's astrology.scullywag.com i do natal readings i do relationship readings and year ahead readings so yeah so thank you taurus people for listening um I hope 2023 is good for you. Um, please feel free to leave us notes about, you know, what's happening in your chart. If you notice when Venus moves into the different signs, she's brought some good luck or joy to certain areas of your life. Or, you know, if you notice the luck changing from your, what was the, it must be um, from the 12th house to the first. So yeah, if you're suddenly the life of the party and um, what is the other thing? Carefree. I always think of of um, Jupiter being very carefree. So, yeah. I mean, he's not always, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a nice sign. So, yeah, it's going to be really nice for Taurus having Jupiter in uh, Taurus. And poor Miss Donna's not well. <laughs> but uh, I'm dying thank here. you, everyone. And um, take care. Thank you. Bye.